could it hurt? Anne's card didn't contain any of her personal information, just the office address and phone number. Sure. She reached into her small purse and pulled out a card, and just for good measure, she removed one of her trifold brochures she always carried around with her. After they made the exchange, Anne looked at his card. It almost fell from her hands. Patrick Stinson? She looked at him in surprise. He smiled broadly, seeming pleased that he held so great a secret. Guilty. What are you doing on this puddle jumper of a plane? There's an event I need to get to in Charleston tonight. This is a non-stop flight. The Newark airport is much more convenient. I guess I expected you to be flying in private planes. When it's business and I'm taking a team with me, that's what I do. When it's just me going to an event and back, well, trying to keep a small carbon footprint, he winked. Sir, we need you to sit back in your seat. We'll be landing soon. Oh, right, thank you. He was all charm. Anne couldn't believe how stupid she'd been. She had been sitting across from a major New York real estate developer and hadn't even known it. It didn't really matter. Marston home staging did work in some high-end residencies, but the Stinson Company was in another league altogether. He would probably have a good laugh with his associates over this whole episode. But why should he? Anne's work was good. Good enough to be featured in last year's 100 Designers to Watch For, put out by New York City's Design Magazine. When the plane came to a stop at the gate, Anne threw her bag over her shoulder and descended the metal steps onto the tarmac. The humid morning air felt about 10 degrees warmer than in the city. She made her way up another set of steps and began walking through the concourse. She debated about whether she should wait for Patrick Stinson, say something to him, but then she saw Sarah standing just outside the security checkpoint waiting for her. Her blonde hair bounced with curls. Her preppy outfit looked freshly pressed. Annie, Annie, over here! Anne hurried to her sister's waiting embrace. Well, if it isn't the graduate herself, that's me. Sarah squeezed tight. Thank you so much for coming. Welcome home. I wouldn't miss this for anything. They hugged for a moment before making their way toward baggage claim. Just then, Patrick Stinson breezed past them, casting a grin over his left shoulder. Enjoy your stay in Charleston, Anne Fletcher. I'll be in touch. He disappeared through the exit with his leather carry-on dangling from his right hand. Who was that? Sarah made no pretense of keeping the suggestive tone from her voice. Somebody who definitely will not be in touch. Somehow, I have the feeling you're wrong about that, Sarah said with a grin. Let's get your luggage and get you home. Chapter One Red and blue lights spun off broken glass and twisted metal, shooting cold barbs through the warm South Carolina night. Anne Fletcher sat on the curb, hugging her knees to her chest. How could this have happened? She closed her eyes, trying to regain some sense of equilibrium, but that only intensified the stench of hot rubber and engine fluid. She gave up and opened her eyes. The multicolored strobes highlighted the scene around her. She glanced at a policeman in black, barking orders into a walkie-talkie. Nearby, a fireman in yellow turnout sprayed water over a steaming engine, and a duo in blue jumpsuits hovered over a gurney. She was staying out of the way, as she'd promised the EMS team. If sitting here would keep their attention fully on Sarah, then that's what she would do. Here, I'm thinking you could use this. A woman in a black pantsuit held out a bottle of water, which Anne reached for gratefully. Thanks. She took a long drink, and then another, surprised by how thirsty she was. Is there anything I can do to help you? 
The woman's hair shone like copper in the flashing lights, and her face looked vaguely familiar, like someone Anne knew a long time ago. Anything at all. Anne simply shook her head and looked toward the medics. There's nothing. That's your sister. The woman stated this as a fact, not a question, but she waited as if for confirmation. Yes. Anne watched a third jumpsuit emerge from somewhere behind the smoke. He walked over to the others, exchanged brief conversation, then hurried to the front of the ambulance. The woman pointed toward it. If you climb into the back now, before anyone realizes what you're doing, they won't kick you out. On the ride to the hospital, she'll hear your voice and know she's not alone. She spoke with authority, as if she understood the situation completely. Anne looked through the open double doors at all the sterile-looking equipment inside. How could Sarah not be terrified amid all that? You're right.